these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. There's a lot more Democratic corruption in Ukraine than you ever thought. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. Say, Senor. Second equation. Driving to work for this. Yeah. The person that changes lanes at 15 miles an hour slower than the surrounding speed. Yes. With no turn signal. Yes. And just kind of drifts over. You have a legal right to ram them. They've I've done, looked it up. They've done three things that you shouldn't do. But the person that does that, do they know that they nearly die like five times a day? No. Are they no. completely oblivious to that? I think they probably are. Uh, that is the whole theme of, of the way they behave. Obliviousness. But wouldn't you assume? I assume that that's a lifestyle. That's not a one-off thing. Because right. I've never done that. So I think you either do it or you don't. Right. So I just wonder, does that person know that a couple of times on the way to work and a couple of times on the way home, you nearly die every day of your life? Oh, and take other people with you. And it's only the uh, skills and alertness of other drivers that spare you. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just wild. Yeah. I, I almost want to pull them over and say, this. you might find this interesting. You nearly died back there. Yeah. yeah. What? Or were grievously injured. And you want to know why? I'll tell you. <laughs> you maroon. Anyway, uh, dimly lit room, etc., etc. It's Friday. We're all excited, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Adam Schiff, American, and Pez dispenser. Pez dispenser. It's, it's got a very thin frame and neck, and then a large <laughs> oh, head. He's just got a oh, pezzy look about him. Do I understand that Rudy Giuliani has gone on the TV shows today? Uh, yes. Well, he went on Fox and Fiends at least, and uh, and and unleashed. Well, at the president's bidding, or is he is he going rogue? Difficult There's to say. There's no way that Succolo and whatever whoever the other lawyer is, and the I believe president... it's Seculo, not <laughs> Succolo. There's no way <laughs> you Succolo that the legal team from the White House thinks that's a good idea. Is there? Here's what we need to do. We need to get Rudy <laughs> all hopped up on uh, methamphetamine, and then we need to turn him loose on cable news immediately. <laughs> I yeah I I don't I've heard some of it it is notable he has gone on the absolute no holds barred offensive wow on behalf of the president on a number of themes some predictable some what so we'll have some of that for you <clears throat> plus the uh, the pest dispenser with what was admittedly an eloquent and skillful summary. Last night, he really brought it. I mean, he's utterly full of crap, but it was skillful. I'll Recog- give him that. Recognized by people on both sides as uh, some good lawyering. Yeah. I um I took in a, 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 some of the impeachment yesterday, and I'll tell you what. The Democrats, I kind of thought they might go through the motions since it's a foregone conclusion. Almost certainly that Trump stays in office. But they put a tremendous amount of effort. Into making their argument. Yes. With the sound clips, the video clips, the charts, and one person building on another as they went through. They, they, they really, really put a lot of work into that. Yeah, well, they're trying to persuade the persuadables in November. 
Uh, the people in the middle who are a little uncomfortable with Trump, love the economy, that sort of thing. Got to sow those seeds of doubt. Yeah, I keep hearing. Is that the audience or is it the f- four four Republican senators? Is that all no, they're trying to get? Or I don't think so. I really don't. I don't know, but that was uh, that'll be interesting to watch the uh, defense, which starts tomorrow. They're going to do a couple hours on a Saturday, yeah, and then come back on uh, Monday and Tuesday. And I, I'll them. tell you what, though, and you know, it's a funny thing to say given the usual subject matter that we deal with on the show. But we'd be much better talking off talking about the Super Bowl in terms oh, yeah. of popular oh, interest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there is so much anecdotal evidence; it has become data. Remind um, me of about that. just people are not automatically into this. No, we've got the ratings, and besides the ratings, there's a clip bouncing around of Pete Buttigieg being asked yesterday, uh, are are, uh, voters asking you about impeachment? He said, I can't remember the last time anybody asked me about impeachment. And the reporter said, every candidate says that. And then, and I'll I'll, I'll dig it up uh, later, Um, a reporter who's on the left, who lives on the left, surrounded by people, you know, in that circle, Mm -hmm. who said, nobody in my real life is talking about impeachment, and he said, nobody in my professional life is talking about impeachment. Really? Yeah, he said, nobody is talking about impeachment. What are they talking about? The the real world, or or their lives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my son was home from school sick yesterday. People talk about that. Yes. They're not talking about freaking impeachment. Right. Anyway, worth remembering. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I'm a little hard to concentrate today because I am excited, and I at least it was payday, so I can spend the money this weekend to treat myself right, get maybe a prime rib for the uh, Pro Bowl 2020 coming up. <laughs> Pro Bowl is this weekend? That's right, at noon. Ah, sports fans. January 26th. Sports it, fans are laughing. AFC it's the versus world's NFC. Stupidest all-star game. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, so. nobody cares. Nobody shows up. It's a bad idea anyway because football's so violent. People can get hurt in a meaningless exhibition game. It's just terrible. The so one time a year I place a large sports wager. <laughs> Is one of the proposition bets nobody will care? I bet the over. Yeah. Is it still yeah. in Hawaii so they can just at least try to lure some players to go with it, no. a chance to go to Hawaii? No. They, they used to have no. it in Hawaii. It's it was in just Orlando the, this year. Yeah, they changed it to Orlando this year because the theory used to be yours. Well, at least we can get these guys to do a Hawaiian vacation with their families. And right. they'll show up for this stupid game. Right. <laughs> Turns out, uh, with the amount of travel, especially from the East Coast and everything, guys were having on about that. So they said, all right, how about Orlando? You got Disney, you got Epcot, you got everything. They're almost might. They're Universal also, Studio, whatever. There also might be a little of, because if you make the all-star game of any sport, you're among the best. There might be a, you know, I got millions of dollars. If yes. I want to go to Hawaii, I'll figure out a good time for myself. and I'll I go might then. buy Kauai. <laughs> all right. I'd love to see a player running down the field literally with a beer in his hand. Just running down. Probably get fine. It's hilarious. Yeah, he'd get fine. And if he's like me, he'd get, get tackled, roll several times and not spill his beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill. It's a learned skill. <laughs> I have come down a few steps and that sort of thing, and beer in hand, pointed straight up. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I know Michael's gearing up for the Pro Bowl. The rest of America is all prepped for the Super Bowl the following weekend, but not me. With the League of Legends Championship Series coming back, I drafted my fantasy esports team last night with some of my internet friends. Really looking for big years out of impact and self-made. I got Smoothie in the support role, but my plans could get derailed if Broxa, my second-round pick who's a jungler, if his visa doesn't get cleared, he may not be able to play for the first couple He's weeks. That jungler. last part I think I got. 
He's a jungler, you say. Yeah, a jungler. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't say that on the air. <laughs> so my son is into, and we just introduced video games, what, three weeks ago to my house. He's into watching these videos of other people playing his favorite video game. Yes. And he's just fascinated by this guy named, you probably know who he is, or some guy. It's like the Viking or the Penguin or something. He's got a name. <laughs> Sounds like one of their names. Batman. <laughs> and he plays a video game, and he just describes what he's doing. And my son is so he's just obsessed with watching this guy figure out the ways to do it. And wow. That's the new sports for a lot of people. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, good. And, uh, well, I'll talk about that later. I got to, I got some thoughts on that. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on Hashtag this. Hashtag get Broxa his visa. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get that. Because he's trendy. a jungler. It's Friday, <laughs> January 24th, the year 2020. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. I'll send Rudy Giuliani to where he lives. He'll get him a visa. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. This is going to be a blockbuster. I can feel it. We begin at... Mark. People often ask me if there are guidelines in our practice of what I like to call McNeil-Lara journalism. Well, yes, there are. Do nothing I cannot defend. Assume there is at least one other side or version to every story. Assume the viewer is as smart and as caring and as good a person as I am. And finally, I am not in the entertainment business. And for the news hour, I'm Jim Lara. Thank you and good night. Well, that is a man of substance and a man of uh, decency, morals, and ethics uh, from a bygone era. Jim Lehrer, who just passed away. And you couldn't stay employed at the level that he was at right. now. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the, the idea that you're not in the entertainment business is awesome for news. Oh, yeah. But you would not be able to stay employed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I long for those days, and I admire the man. But uh, those days are mostly gone. There are there are outlets that are still trying to tell you the truth, but they are few and far between. I want to talk about that more later, too, because I uh, took in a podcast yesterday about the various cable news shows and the way they're structured and everything. And wow, I, I just I don't I don't know what a, a society does to get to get educated on the on the topics anymore. But more on that later. How does uh, the bag of mail look? Oh, it's incredible. It's outstanding. Something happens on Fridays. What do we do for on Fridays? Flu shots? I know we make daiquiris. What else? There's something. Uh, generally clips of the week. Oh, yes. yes. We've got that coming up also on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. to catch up on a whole bunch of different things that are going on. Ten days from the Iowa voting, which is a weird time in political history because there's an impeachment going on. It's not getting the attention it usually gets, though neither one of them deserve the attention they usually get. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Mailbag coming up in a minute or two. Uh, But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Can we just give it one? How about those cheese? Can nobody tell me nothing? You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> Look, I don't tolerate bullshit terribly well. The first vessel in the world to be propelled by atomic power. Every decision we make on taxes, trade, regulation, energy, immigration, <laughs> education, and more 
is focused on improving the lives of everyday Americans. And they lie. And lie and lie and lie. The only one who should be embarrassed, Mr. Nadler, is you. I think it is appropriate at this point for me to admonish uh, both the House managers and the President's counsel in equal terms. Trial senators are not allowed to drink anything but water and milk. Yeah, or as uh, Mitt Romney calls that, a full bar. <laughs> and if you don't know, now you know. And if you don't know, now you know. A Chinese theme park is under fire for forcing a pig to bungee jump. 47-year-old Floyd Hayes of Brooklyn registered a pint of beer as his emotional support animal. (laughs) That was an enjoyable cow. And uh, if you get the fourth hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, uh, there's an updated cow, which includes uh, some Friday clips. Um, if not, grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. David Spade had a funny joke about the Mr. Peanut commercial we were talking about yesterday. Talking about Mr. Peanut just in general. He said, top hat, monocle, cane, but no pants. Looks like he's got his own seat on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 distasteful. (laughs) Mailbag. Terrible. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from Richard Milhouse Nixon. Nixon said in the, uh, well, I think it was the early 70s, if we take the root of the permanent handout, the American character will itself be impoverished. Yeah, well, not everybody agrees. Is that a requirement? (laughs) Enough people don't agree that we're not going to go that direction. Yeah, well, I will uh, will side with Richard Nixon until my dying day. We are impoverishing the character of this country. Oh, by the way, I've got a great Elizabeth Warren-related story. A guy confronted her in Iowa. He is now my hero. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. This is good stuff. My hero? Good stuff. Nice note from George Ann. Guys, I'm a new listener on the mighty KABC 790 Los Angeles. Yes! Since they put you on the air, uh, listen to your show. Some of the most legendary call letters in the history of radio. Uh, likes, uh, you know, what we talk about, keep it up. Um, and then she says, I taught high school math for 44 years. Jack, if your son is doing common core math, hang in there. Oh, I don't see the point in making them go through so many steps. No, no, it's, it, it, it is frustrating. God dang it. There are fashions in education that are like fashions in blue jeans, high waist, low waist, bell bottoms, boot cuts, skinny jeans, and they catch on and they seem every bit as ridiculous when they go away. That's gotcha. just the way it is. And that's fine, except for who's getting punished here? The kids. Little freaking kids. Yeah. And so, like my son doing math the other day, you know, it's it's doing double digit numbers times double digit numbers, mm-hmm. forty seven times twenty five. Whoa! You know that sort of thing. Um, uh, and I, you know, I'm helping him with it. And he said, nah, that's not the way you do it, dad. And I said, well, I've been, I've been doing this my whole life. I'll it get works. the right answer here. Sure. Look on the calculator. It's the right answer. Mm. But this is the way you do it. No, that's not the way we do it. And right. we got to go back and figure out the steps. Well, mm. our, our doctor who's got a PhD from Stanford said he had to bail on math for his kid. Yeah. He said at high school, he had to bail. He said before that he could go back and read the book and learn how they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, but he, at some point he had to just bail yeah. because he just couldn't follow along. That, yes. Wild. That's just crazy. Dear Headstrong and Petty, writes uh, Tim, 
Ah, geez, another long-winded lecture from Joe. This one telling all of us rubes and simpletons that we're missing something about the impeachment hearings. This is incorrect. We've already heard the defense of President Trump from the likes of Jim Jordan and Doug Collins. A defense that amounted to a lot of huffing and puffing, but lacking in any material substance. Well, I'm not going to engage in that conversation with anyone, anytime. Because <laughs> everybody believes the other side's huffing and puffing and full of crap, and their side is a righteous and all about America. But you're right. Both sides are going to say the same things you've heard before. P.S. Adam Schiff, who you love to disparage, could run argumentative circles around you. Would you love to hear that debate? Well, he is a congenital liar and a, a, a bitterly dishonest politician, uh, seeking only his own power, etc., um, and so I would I would welcome that debate. He is utterly full of crap. But, Tim, thank you for the note. Uh, let's see. Here's uh, Mark Drashman, an impeachment anecdote. like to share an observation. Insert humble brag here. I go to the gym roughly the same time every day, usually around 10-ish. Tuesday, I the, don't go to the gym the same time every day. The t- <laughs> Tuesday, the 10 or so TVs all had impeachment hearings on. Wednesday, maybe 4 out of 10. Thursday, 1 out of 10, and that was changed by someone before I left. What this means, who knows? I think people are as riveted as the Democrats who had hoped. I don't think people are. I love the show. Thanks, uh, Mark. Yeah, we got some of the ratings uh, for this event versus recent events, and it's uh, much fewer people tuning in. Oh, We also have what seems to be an authoritative ruling on what the Senate heckler said. Okay. We'll have to play that again and, uh, and parse it. Yeah, and oh man, we've got a lot of great mailbag. We might have to go a little a bonus mailbag in a few minutes, but I'm afraid we are out of time. A uh, expose on Bernie Sanders' life in National Review that's pretty darn interesting. Yeah, to stay tuned for that. It's inaccurate. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Vegas has changed their slogan. We'll tell you what it is coming up in a minute. Las Vegas? Yeah, their slogan has been, what happens here stays here. Yeah. It's now going to be, well, I'll just tell you, prostitution is legal. That's their new slogan. Oh, wow. (laughs) There's Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Hanging a lantern on it, are they? They thought, you know, why dance around it? (laughs) Prostitution is legal is our new slogan. So, speaking of Rudy, we have some unbelievable Rudy clips coming up. We have some bonus mailbag, including uh, what seems to be a definitive ruling on what the heckler was bellowing in the Senate. Um, we're, we're about to play you, I think, some Adam Schiff summarizing the prosecution case on the obstruction of justice charge. I'm sorry, on the uh, abuse of power charge. Let me just read you this. Democrats and many pundits have praised Schiff for his arguments in the uh, in the case, and particularly his closing arguments, including Lindsey Graham, who said that Schiff did a good job of creating a tapestry of bits and pieces of evidence. Um, oh, yeah, it was good lawyering. I like that phrase. I mean, if I'm sitting there at the defendant's table and the prosecutor comes out with just an eloquent tour de force, i got to tip my cap. Wow, that's pretty good. However, Senator Mike... <laughs> then I'll elbow the guy next to me. You better be as good... Yeah, no kidding. Senator Mike Braun said Schiff's presentation of the case would be suitable if, quote, you want to bore somebody to death. <laughs> no, not very charitable there. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you said, well there's a, the reason we're not going to play you the whole speech. Yeah, you made a good point yesterday about being a juror, which we'll talk about after this, I guess. This is part of Schiff's uh, closing several minutes that is uh, getting a lot of attention. Clip 41. No constitution can protect us. 
Right doesn't matter anymore. And you know you can't trust this president to do what's right for this country. You can trust he will do what's right for Donald Trump. He'll do it now. He's done it before. He'll do it for the next several months. He'll do it in the election if he's allowed to. This is why if you find him guilty, you must find that he should be removed. Because right matters. Because right matters. And the truth matters. Otherwise, we are lost. Yeah. Okay. Where do you even begin with that? Um, I, I will tell you this. Uh, Adam Schiff did right matter when you were leaking to the press that you'd seen definitive evidence that the president was colluding with Russia. Apparently, it didn't matter much that at that point. Adam Schiff is a, a hypocrite and a liar. Uh, on the other hand, you know his overall point that if we're not a moral country, we're we're lost was one George Washington made with incredible eloquence early on in the day. I tell you what, Schiff, you know, he made in his point in his his closing, it was pretty persuasive. He was talking about uh, Donald J being a self-serving guy, and we can't trust him to do what's right for the country. He'll do what's right for him. I tell you what, there. I don't think. Well, you know, you got your hardcore Trump supporters that just love him no matter what, but there are a huge number of Trump voters out there who say, yeah, he's a flawed guy. He's a a bit of a strange guy. You know, I can list uh, two or three things that make me really uncomfortable about him. On the other hand, he's the only guy with the balls to take on China. He's the only guy with the balls to, to, to speak the truth about immigration. Um, you know, he's, he's taking on, uh, the people who've been messing with us for years and years and years. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I'd have him babysit my kids, but I'll, I'll, we'll all keep an eye on him and and thank God for him and the judge. Oh, I left out the judges he's appointing. And he's speaking uh, in person at the Right for Life march today. First president to ever do so. Right, right which I think is a m- political masterstroke. He's actually got the cojones to be, you know, in a in a video clip supporting. Um, uh, People who want to end abortion. Right. And no other presidents would lend, you know, I'm on your side. Republicans, obviously. Uh, but they weren't going to be there. That'd be too much. Yeah. And uh, he'll actually be there. So that's interesting. I-, I can't talk about the arguments of impeachment. I will listen to you talk about them if you want to, but I can't. But I will hit you with this. Um, uh, 13.8 million people tuned into the House inquiry portion. It's down to 11 million for the Senate trial, which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have thought the the audience would have gone up over that time. And then to compare those numbers to some of the other numbers, almost 20 meeple. What's a, what are meeple? I was, I was hope, hoping you would explain yeah, it. I was I was waiting. Are you taking one of those online language courses or what? I got your word straight, Jack. Yeah, <laughs> meeple. Go ahead. Almost 20 million people tuned into Comey, so half that many for the Senate impeachment. Wow. Now, given the fact that they, you know it's spread out over many days versus one appearance, I get that. Uh, when Bill Clinton testified, it was only 22.5 million. That was way back in the day before everybody was watching everything on their phone, mm-hmm. and it was 22 million. But 20 million people watched when Kavanaugh spoke. It's 11 million for this, and everybody expects it to go down, down, down as the days go on. Right. The rumbling behind the scenes about impeachment currently, this is the story of the day. They have to have a story of the day, the, your, your pundits. And that just seems to be the way the news cycle works. Mm-hmm. And, and a number of people have caught on to this and decided they either are going to go to the story of the day or aren't going to go to the story of the day. Like I saw, I heard Brett Baer talking the other day. He said, 
we're trying to avoid the story of the day that is, the, you know, a fish hook that grabs all of the media and yanks them around. Um, we're trying to avoid that for the most right. part. But, the, right. the, like, the story of two days ago was a trade between uh, a Bolton and Biden, and everybody yeah. talked about that all day. Yeah. <laughs> the story today, whether it's true or not, draft choices. The, the story today, whether it's true or not, is a wranglings behind the scenes to make this short, like all of a sudden be able to end this. Not have the votes for witnesses, and it's done like next Thursday. Over. Voted. Done. Over. Like hmm. just And catch everybody kind of by surprise. Whoa, wait a second. What happened? That's the way I felt with the Clinton impeachment, I remember. It just kind of ended, and I thought, that's over? It's over? Yeah. It's over? Over. Not Why before did we, do we this? suffered for a very long time. But uh, So that's the, the that's the wranglings behind the scene, according to some. Which would be exciting. They don't get the votes. They uh, for they they go straight to the vote for should we remove him on both articles? It's a clear no because you need two thirds and we're we done. all get on with our lives and we're done. Yes, on Thursday afternoon it's over. Right. Hey, do we have that heckler from yesterday? We got that clip ready. I uh, forgot to expressly ask for it to be prepared. John has nodded his head in the President Donald J. Trump spoke by telephone with President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine. To congratulate him on his recent. All right. So according to one witness in the gallery, he shouted, Jesus Christ, they're trying to overturn the election. Why did he drop the JC at the beginning? Uh, Just like when you stub your toe? What am I, his lawyer? I don't know. Um, but. But. So they're saying there, there wasn't a probably set in there? I could have sworn there was. But. Mike has alerted us to what he actually said, and Mike is right. I can hear it now. It helps to be wearing headphones, but he yells, Jesus Christ would probably overturn the tables. Oh, A reference to the money changers, the defilers of the ancient temple. Um, who who had who had uh, you know that makes more sullied sense. it with their presence. That makes more sense. Just dropping a random JC like you stubbed your toe. Jeez, Christ, that hurts. To, to, Jesus the, Christ, they're trying to overturn the election yeah. like he just caught on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be odd. But the, for a guy who went to the trouble to getting a seat in the gal of getting a seat in the gal, Jesus Christ would probably overturn the table. Yeah, that, play that it one more sense. time, Sean. Yeah, that's precisely what he's saying. Why the Would problem probably overturn? Uh, I don't know. He's 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 uh, wants to be accommodating and not uh, too uh, bullheaded. Arguably, <laughs> the Savior would treat this chamber in the way he treated the temple. I am. I am old. more than willing to listen to another opinion. <laughs> it's a reasonable man. Okay. All right. So back to this. And on the other hand, Robert thinks he shouted cheesy fries with any online order. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get the name of the restaurant, Robert. Right? <laughs> cheesy fries with any online order. Oh, wow. That reminds me, Rudy. I just discovered Sonic's pretzel last night. I have a new favorite food. A pretzel? Have you had the pretzel at the Sonic? If you have the Sonic in your part of the world. No. Oh, the pretzel at the Sonic. It's like a salty donut. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I like know salty donut. I mean, <laughs> soft pretzel sort of things? Yeah, kind of, but extra salty. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Anyway, um, that Rudy clip, you can't play that enough, Michael. You cannot play that enough. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I can use it for a lot. I know, it fits oh, in yeah. with everything. Yeah, it is absolutely. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Vegas has their new slogan, and we all know that for years, for the last <laughs> dang near 20 years... 
The slogan in Vegas has been, what happens here stays here, which is one of the great all-time slogans. Yes. Really, really good. Because it, uh, in all kinds of ways, it makes you feel naughty even if you're not. Like you're doing something naughty. Right, and people love to put out that vibe right. when they get back to the office or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so even yeah. if you're just going to go with your, your your girlfriends for a bachelorette weekend and do the same thing you would do there in Omaha, go out right. and get kind of drunk and flirt with some guys, Right. <laughs> um, and nothing else, you get to go with the whole what happens here stays here vibe. And that was, that was really a good idea. Can I offer my idea for a new slogan for Vegas? Come, rediscover shame. <laughs> you know, it's interesting... There you go. Shame. Shame. Wow. Shame. You know they should play that at the where you, where you <laughs> the get departure terminal. Where you get in the Uber. Where you get in the Uber at the hotel. They should have that playing right behind your uh, head as you check out. Oh God. Shame. I, Shame. I have, Shame. I have headed toward the Ve- the airport in Vegas before. Just. Just questioning everything about my life. I got to take a serious look at the way I'm living my life. <laughs> if yeah. I uh, first, I got to throw up, but then I'm going to take a serious look at. <laughs> oh boy! I sure hope I don't throw up in the back of this cab. And then yeah. I'm going to take a serious look at the rest of my life. Oh boy! I'm never coming back here again. That I can tell you. Right. I've said that a fifty times. There's no reason for me to ever come back here. Right. That's ridiculous. I'll just remember that. <laughs> the fourth day was was one too many. <laughs> Oh. Versus that moment when you land and you just think, oh, you're just vibrating with anticipation. Yes. This is going to be so great. <laughs> Everything is so exciting. Do you agree, Rudy? Oh, wow. <laughs> so what happens here stays here is coming to an end. It is kind of an interesting slogan for the number two family vacation destination in America. Family Destination, Right. Behind Orlando, Florida, mm-hmm. is Las Vegas. I took my son to Vegas, and some people, including my wife, said, Vegas. And I had to point out the whole, this is, it's a family destination, and there's tons of stuff for kids and families. But, oh, yeah. As everybody knows who's going to Vegas. Uh, but their new slogan is, um, what happens here only happens here. That's not good. That's not good. In fact, that's terrible. Sources say the new slogan, which is part of an effort to get millennials more energized about visiting the city. I haven't seen the numbers. Maybe millennials think Vegas is not cool and mm-hmm. no fun. And yeah. you got to have that next generation. You can't just live off, you know, I don't know what they're, who's going, but you can't just live off 50-plus people that are coming right. to your city. you got to right. get that next. Who, so. who loved Frankie and uh, Sammy Davis. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, wow. Um... So I guess they're trying to make it seem like you got to come here. It's something special about here. What happens here only happens here. You can't you can't do this where you live. Yeah, right. I, I can kind of see. I'm not sure the slogan's going to win anybody over, but I can kind of see where they're going because in the modern world, you got everybody's got the same entertainment available to them, and the same restaurants okay. for the most part. Big and box just, stores, yeah, right. and Netflix is everywhere, and just. <laughs> Well, and why so are Indian traveling? casinos? And those, yeah, right. But, and so are casinos. Well, yeah, it's yeah. I don't it's gambling, just, booze, and hot chicks are everywhere. It's clear that the committee came up with that, and I'm reminded of the demotivation poster committees. None of us are as dumb as all of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, got some uh, interesting insight to Bernie's life now that he is the front runner. He's getting more attention, which is kind of exciting. But we got plenty of other things to talk about.
I know you want to talk about the voter that confronted Elizabeth Warren at some oh, point. Oh, he is my hero. He's going to be your hero, too. Plus, I have an hours-long analysis of the impeachment hearing yesterday. And um, plenty of non-politics. All right? Remember, what happens here only happens here. The new slogan of the Armstrong English. <laughs> Meeple. <laughs> According to a new survey, Mercedes-Benz has the most recognizable car logo. Are you kidding me, said Ford. Most recognizable Which is the word Ford. (laughs) The people look at the logo and be like, I know what company that is. Right. And it beat out the spelling of your company. Right. Hmm. (laughs) Seems unlikely. I guess... Um, so there's an article in the National Review about Bernie Sanders I want to talk about later, in which they interviewed uh, people who have known him through the years, and, and Bernie's getting more scrutiny now that he's rising in the polls. He may very well be the front runner. He may very well be the nominee. But here's just one nugget, and I'll, oh. get, I'll get to more later. One nugget about it is, um, he doesn't even know the make or year of his car. He mentioned that once in a speech, and as it says here, which is kind of funny, and no one challenged the credibility of that statement, no, <laughs> no, 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 because he just seems like that kind of guy. Well, I believe it in the I same way. Know. He drives like a 1990 Chevy kind of van that you've never heard of. Does he drive, or is he like Hillary, who didn't drive for 23 years or whatever probably, it was? Probably at this and point, I just yeah. think he's been among the elite of government for so long. He his limo at an age kind of drive him in. I don't know what, what kind of car I have. I take the bus. I'm sorry. But, I just didn't know. And I just thought it was interesting because the kind of guy is, nobody doubted that. <laughs> just, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. I can believe that. They just found the model a, made in the Soviet Union in 1964. Uh, another day of uh, uh, the prosecution talking at the impeachment, and then the defense, uh, Trump's team starts tomorrow for a couple hours. That really gets going Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, the Dems are going to hammer the obstruction of Congress charge, which I consider laughable today. That's it's, definitely it's, the weakest one. Oh, it'll be laughed out of, of the Senate. Uh, they found a missing Columbus letter. Oh. $1.3 million it was worth. Mm. Dearest Indians, sorry about the smallpox, see you at the casino. <laughs> My bad. Oh, 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 oh boy. But uh, well, It's so important, Jack, to write those little notes. The thank you notes, the apologies. Thank you for the it's land. Classy. Yes. Sorry about the smallpox. See you at the casino. Have you seen the Pinta? <laughs> I can't seem to find it. By the way, send me the recipe for that corn you made. That was delicious. <laughs> um, so at Davos this week, a, a, a little talked about little event they had, a panel discussion. We've gone to a number of these things, and you have panel discussions in different rooms, mm-hmm. and some of them are huge, and everybody goes, and some of them you got like ten people show up. It's, yeah, for whatever reason, it mostly depends on who's got to catch an airplane and when lunch is. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, but this yeah. one didn't get as much attention, and uh, maybe it should have. There were four executives up on stage, and somebody asked the question, um. What skills should an employee have for the workplace in 2030, 10 years from now? What what skills should you have in the workplace in 2030? And all four of them said, 
Well, each of the four of them said, but they're, they're juggling. Yeah. <laughs> One of them said adaptability and collaboration. One of them said lifelong learning in that you're just very gonna have, similar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them said, understanding the real-world implications of technology. That's a little different, but a little Understanding the, the real-world implications. That's easy to do. It's a little vague, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that person that gives that kind of answer. Um, and being human-obsessed, and ask why. Why talk about customer-obsessed in the industry? But re- We talk about customer-obsessed in the industry, but really it's about being human-obsessed and really keeping the focus on who you are solving for. Human obsessed. I like that as a philosophical statement. Um, Lifelong learning is a good one, and boy, that's uh, something I'm gonna, you know, pound into my kids' heads. And I think they're, I think they're just gonna pick it up by osmosis because that's the way the world is now. Yeah, I don't think there's many people heading out of high school thinking I'm gonna get a job at the GM plant outside of town, and that's where I'll work the rest of my life, and then I'll retire. That's I'll just, know how to put the bolt on the, you know, nut. And that's all I ever need to know, because I'll have a union job, and then I'll retire. I don't generally think generally put a nut on a bolt. <laughs> I, I haven't been trained yet. You'd have been fired. I don't have that skill. you're in the union, yeah, so they couldn't exactly. fire you. Well, I got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> and the same with adaptability and collaboration is just, you get, you gotta you got to adapt to things as they change, and they're going to change dang fast. Yeah, I you know, it's funny. I was going to answer that question. I don't have the slightest idea, but saying you need to be open to lifelong wor- learning is a lot smarter way to answer that same question, which is why he's running a corporation and I'm not. <laughs> I'm running my mouth. Dearest Indians, the letter started. <laughs> I'm not sure it actually oh, boy, did. Don't, no more. No more. It's bad enough already. 